Beautiful. Do we want to make sure that clap was good or? Well, how do we do that? I can see it. We didn't even count. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if our clap was at the same time. Okay, so you want to... Like, we didn't count it down. We just said clap, and we looked each other in the eyes, okay. and we clapped. Okay, so <laughs> look at each other. Two, one. one. Wow, that, so that was felt fantastic. More sick. I that was, there was no latency there. There was none. None whatsoever. All right. All right, so we're starting this thing now. This is already blooper reel if you're not going to start. Oh, this is 100% blooper reel. Okay. Welcome to the Imperfect Podcast, where we discuss masculinity more intentionally and purposefully. I'm here with my friend, Renee, where we discuss some of the uh, topics that have gone on in our lives regarding uh, fatherhood, parenthood, uh, family. Uh, so Renee's parents are divorced. We talk a little bit about that and what he's learned and how he struggled through a lot of those situations. Um, his experiences going to school, fighting for his independence, his relationship with his dad and the, and the tr- traditional as- aspect of it. Um, and we close off kind of with conversations regarding whose responsibility it is um, to, you know, participate in the family, be an adult, um, whose responsibility it is to start hard conversations with our parents now that we're uh, adults ourselves. And we close off with, you know, the, the same three topics of, of uh, you know, what has something your father told you and what are you going to tell your future kids? Um, I think you're really going to learn a lot from this podcast. We're using a Renee's equipment, so shout out to him for uh, the mixer, the nice podcast, uh, mics, the setup, um, and the lights. So um, I really hope you take a lot away from this episode, and I'll look forward to seeing you all next week. But here is this week's episode now. Renee, glad to have you on my show. Um, so I guess we do the introduction afterwards. You probably know that. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Well, we do the introduction afterwards. <laughs> we talk about what we're going to talk about, and then I do the introduction at the end because it's kind of scripted, but throw in some of the things that we talk about oh, in that. See. Yeah. Sense. So let's reclap. Reclap. <laughs> re- <laughs> yeah. We're in sync. It doesn't matter. You're right. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to have you on. So Renee is someone I've known since high school. Um, he is in the crew that uh, we call just the high school crew, the Miami Memoirs right now. That's the current, this, that's the current Miami name. Miami Memoirs? I was never invited to a Miami trip. No, I was never invited to a Miami <laughs> trip either. It has something very specific to do with some very specific person. Yeah. We changed the name depending on um, who has the funniest recent story. And there's been none since last year's Miami trip from one of our high school group members. None that you know of. None that we know of. I don't think there's been any. We are a pretty low key group. There's like one a year. That's true. There's I like mean, one I do update. A lot of stupid things, but yeah, but that's doesn't matter. That's a, that's a side. <laughs> that's a side. The fact you are more just like stupid in your day to day wording of things. Not, yeah, I don't have. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a prime example of exactly what we mean. Um, so Renee and I, we didn't really know each other too much in high school. We weren't really. I wouldn't say we weren't enemies we weren't i wouldn't say we weren't friends I fucking hated you man oh did you no <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought so i mean i hated you so it would make sense that you hated me uh, yeah no i think we uh were probably closer in grade 12 
then we didn't really talk that much, and then we all played Fortnite last summer. Yeah, that was the or way. last yeah that last year, <laughs> and then that's when we got closer again. That's when we really improved our social status. Yeah, yo, yeah. man, I miss Fortnite sometimes to this day, but I got too good for the game. You did, and not I had to quit. So that to benefit Ninja and all those other streaming gods. Yo, I was not. You were good, and then the sweaty streamers started coming on, and then you weren't good. Yo, I could muck five year olds at that game any day of the week. You still have PTSD if we bring it up now. I. Do you want to play right now? <laughs> I got, yo, just one pump people to the face, okay? Um, but no, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, why don't you give a little bit of rundown of who you are, what you do? and everything about you. For sure, that's not a hard task at all. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, since you started, it seemed very interesting. I didn't think it was going to take. You made like the uh, whole you. <laughs> you, you made the whole like cover and then you're like I, I remember I saw like the I'm perfect thing. And I thought it was a market cuz you're in marketing. Yeah. I thought it was like a big marketing thing. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then like episode 1's coming out and I was like, "Hold up, this guy making a podcast." So I was like, okay, at one point, I'd like to be on here. Yeah. I didn't know anything about your podcast except for the name and your Photoshop skills. And then... Which are fantastic <laughs> and improving. <laughs> and improving, yeah. Just a few YouTube videos away. Um, and, and then I just kind of followed since. And then you actually have an interesting thing to talk about, kind of things that people are insecure about or their thoughts on the world, mm -hmm. which is interesting. So I don't mind being here. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm 23. Um, I don't know. What? How would you answer okay. this for a podcast question? Because uh, it could be an interview where I'm that's like, true. am I applying no, for me, a job? Let me, let me guide you down a certain path, I guess. Uh, in regards to some of the reasons that you said, you know, you said you wanted to be on this podcast at some point, what kind of drew you to it and what are some things that you kind of want to talk about? Um, I wanted to be famous. Yeah, uh, no. I think everyone has imperfections that they uh, they don't want to talk about or that they do sometimes. A lot of people are open about it and it shapes who they are. Um, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone about it or like anything. Usually I just put it to the side and it doesn't affect me. But then like there's some days where it will get you. So I don't know. It's like kind of nice to talk and it gives you a time to reflect and then other people get to know you a bit more and maybe uh, they'll understand you better. Um, that's kind of in that sense of why I'd like to be on here also. It's your podcast. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Like that's that's the main reason. I don't mind. Um, I don't even know what you're going to ask me. So I don't really even know what I'm going to ask you. dark things could come out. No. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know what I'm going to ask you yet. I haven't really put too much thought into, <laughs> into it. I'm just like, I'm going to let this one kind of dictate itself. I think, um, yeah. you know, since it's such a young podcast, I kind of want to ask you, what do you want to talk about on this podcast? I think in other ones that, you know, there's been things where I've known things about their life where I try to guide them down a certain route. Um, but on this one, I'd really like to hear or, you know, kind of take the, the vantage point of what are things that you feel insecure about and how we can discuss those together. That's so it's like a therapy session for me. Yeah, I'm going to be talking. Well, you're all uh, my guest. My, <laughs> my guest always does more of the talking than I do. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the case. But usually, like, there's like 
I'm some I'm I'm a person who's got like I always have so many thoughts going through my head, so it's hard for me to just like pick one out and be like, yeah, I'll talk about that because usually it's like gone yeah. by the time I think of something. So like when I'm I'm very daft in that sense where when someone's like, hey, what what did we do yesterday? I'm like, ah, it's a lot of things. I don't know. And they're like, no, we went to like a Jays game. It's like, oh yeah, that was, yeah, we did. Like <laughs> it's it's usually hard for me to pick one. So I guess like you'll need some direction in that that sense. But okay, I mean. Um, to finish your first question, I guess I talk about a bit who I am. Um, all I can say is that and what I do. Um, so after high school, I went to school, more school. Yeah, as, as, as we all most do. People. Um, I went for electronics, and then halfway through, I transferred to electrical engineering. Got my ring. So now I can flash that at people's faces. Yeah. Don't know how I got it. Um, <laughs> Bro, we don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I took nine classes a semester. I did it in two years because um, I had a bunch of credits that didn't transfer over. And then, but it was it was a fun, fun journey. Wait, I, you took nine classes per semester and you still had that much time for Fortnite? And drinking. Yeah, and drinking? Man, Thunder wild. Bay was a ride, eh? There's nothing else up there. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the winters were cold. Why would I go outside? Um, and first year, I didn't have my PS4, so I didn't play Fortnite. I was on a hiatus, and then I brought it, and I was like, I'm just going to use it for Netflix, and then you guys messaged me every single day, because you guys had nothing else to do, because you guys were pretty much all done school. It was our last semester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I got no credits, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, did that, and while I was doing that, I worked at an engineering firm about two or three three years ago and uh, it was terribly run the project managers were awful so I kind of worked with clients individually and I was the project manager and the per and the consultant and the I don't know developer on it and the rest of the team was kind of just doing nothing and I was making $15 an hour doing everything which was ridiculous and then I just realized that all the clients weren't happy so I I kind of left and then some of them just reached out to me and said do you want to continue this project so I did and I did that while I was in my two years of the electrical de degree program so I was working while I had nine courses a semester um, developing kind of like some projects for clients mm -hmm. and at that same time I kind of started my own business in electrical engineering consulting and I had a partner who does software who I also worked with so we kind of kind of have the full IOT package for, you know, electronic solutions, software development, um, website design, app design. So uh, all my projects are always very different. So when you say, what do you do? Like, I can't give a general answer because it's different every week, yeah. every month. Um, so I started that two years ago. And then ever since I graduated in May, I've just been doing that full time, which has been a nightmare for sleep patterns and working with people in India and Korea and you're you pretty much work all the time so my sleep is just like gone to shit because I have to like be up for a, a like a 10 a.m. call in Korea which is like my 9 a.m. here yeah no, or 10 p.m. sorry 10 yeah. p.m. and then like I'll have a call at 6 p.m. in India and it's like fuck okay all night or pretty much yeah so you have to get ready for those um that's what I do and that's a bit about what I do Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and now to guide you into, I guess, some of the topics we're going to talk about in this podcast, because you, you 
you know, you said you you want me to kind of bring up some things. Uh, divorce. Um, divorce. So your parents, I know, are divorced, and they live close together. I think both of them lived in the range of our high school, right? Yeah, they were very close from each other. Yeah. What gave it away when uh, I'll pick you up uh, where moms or dads? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Okay. Uh, also, just That's like, what gave it away. sometimes <laughs> we go to our mom's place. I'm, I've been to your mom's place and I didn't see your dad and you're like, oh, my dad lives somewhere else. So I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big <laughs> that, tell, that was a too. That's a big tell. Um, but, so my yeah. parents were divorced for a long time. Um, well, they still are divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't get magically get... My dad remarried. But... So... I think it was about grade four, I think, grade three or four, when my parents got divorced, so I was pretty young. I guess it affected my brother more. For me, I just kind of took it as in like... You have a brother? I do, yeah. He's four did years I, older. He's in Halifax. Did I know that? I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you wouldn't have run into him, and if you did, like, you wouldn't have known. I yeah. don't think he looks like me. Um, but yeah, I was pretty young, so I was just like, oh, like two houses and I like didn't really think anything of it I don't really remember if I was sad I think I was more like kind of confused and then I just kind of got away with like I celebrate everything twice and then I really went with that that mm-hmm. was my like deterrent to mm-hmm. it. I was just like you know what that's fine two Christmases like I have two places to go like I'm gonna get double the things but then like it, it's not really you don't really actually get that when you're a kid you're gonna get double like the pair of socks like you're not gonna get a good gift it's mm-hmm. not like you got like a high budget gift I got like socks and then my mom's I got like socks so I was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> um but I think I I dealt with it okay it was troubling because you have to kind of please both parents like um you have to like with I guess you you see your family every time you go home in your case like you your mom and dad are there like you go home four days a week say you spend three of the week like at a friend's place or you went to Waterloo mm-hmm. then like you know, you still see your family seen you for four days. For me, if I went away for three days, then I have four days and I have to be two days at my mom's or two days at my dad's or like make it, you know, and then everyone's always fighting over days. And I guess when you're young, you, that's kind of like your lifestyle, but it, it come, becomes very annoying. You have to have like double everything and you, you can't leave one place mm. without forgetting something like it, it's so hard um, to keep track of everything. Um, but I think I grew out of it well like my parents lived close so it was very easy it's not like one parent was like across to a different country or like Mm. Vancouver so like it's not like I was primarily living with someone but then like a half and half when it's like everyone fights for it like my dad will always be like when are you coming over and it's just like I'm at this age now where like I don't feel like I need to be asked that question anymore I think they've gotten more used to it than I I have because I've grown out of it but they're still like oh I should see you half the time yeah and now I'm like I'm barely at home ever for either place yeah which is a hassle and then like you have to pick which parent it's kind of tough like oh this day I'm gonna do this and you know when you're a kid you just pick the the one that's probably gonna be more fun so it's like a, a race yeah like your dad has the ps3 and your mom has the xbox yeah <laughs> yeah and you're like oh you know and I guess I guess like when you're a kid that's like that's detrimental that's like yeah it's like fuck that's gonna I'm not gonna go to the place that doesn't have my PS3 yeah (laughs) why would I want to go there and just stare at the TV and watch news yeah and so I guess in that sense did you ever find in your parents case that they were 
you know, trying to one up each other to make it seem more like home, like at one specific, like your dad uh, would try to make his place seem more like home or your mom would make her place feel more like home? My mom's always been like really nonchalant about it, which I've appreciated. It's just like, what do you want? He's like, I don't really care. It's like, okay, sure. And then I was happy with that. But at my dad's, it was like, oh, like you're going to have the upstairs bedroom. And it's like right next to his bedroom. So I have to be quiet at 8 o'clock because he goes to sleep. That doesn't help me at all. Like, yeah. I want the basement. But, ah, uh, you don't need the basement. There's no sunlight. Like, it's what he thinks is best for me. And, like, that's kind of my dad's relationship for everything. It's always, like, he thinks he knows what's best for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, that stubborn act where you always have to deal with, I'm going to have to please you and let you have your way for everything. And it's super annoying. It breaks down from, like, big life tasks and things that you're trying to achieve to like small conversations where it's like hey did you see this on the news and it's like yeah and you have a different opinion to it it's over like mm. argument and okay that's all like at my dad's it was just arguments all the time my brother got like the worst end of it and i was like always the younger one so i would just chill in the corner and be like don't say that i got it yeah and i'd be quiet my brother would just be the first one and i'd always like instigate my brother too i was young i was like just ask him again my brother okay and he'll ask him again <laughs> just get yelled at i'm like oh yeah <laughs> No, I think uh, I was the youngest of six, too, so I learned a lot from my siblings' mistakes, too, um, but also saw my parents grow a lot. So I guess it's kind of off track, but back to your relationship with your dad. I, I think you and I have had conversations, or we've had conversations in the in the group about um, that and how that's made you feel in terms of how he can be... Um, argumentative or, or I guess controlling in a lot of ways. So. Controlling is an understatement. Yeah. It's a big understatement. I mean, it's hard. It's hard when you have like um, someone who always sees you as like a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best way I can put it. It's just like, I don't know. I went, I say if I went out and bought like, I don't know, a shirt and say the shirt was pink. It's like a pink dress shirt. Yeah. And then I'd come home and I'll tell you, I can tell you because I've lived my whole life like this, exactly how the conversation would go. One, I would probably not want to say anything because I've learned. But if I did say to him, hey, dad, I bought a shirt. And he's like, oh, yeah? What is it? Show him. It's pink. He'll be like, oh, you're not going to wear that, right? It's for for costume or something? Nope. Why would you buy that? And, like, he'll be mad that it's pink. It's like, guys shouldn't wear pink, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he won't say that it's like, guys won't be pink. But he'll just be like, oh, that's, you know, he'll be, and then he'll just be, like, angry that I spent money on it. And then, mm-hmm. then he'll ask, how much was it? And, like, if I just say it was a hundred dollars if I said a hundred dollars he'd be like a hundred dollars and just lose it and it's gone like the just and then I just hear the end of it and it's like oh you're not smart with your money I, like if you just spend all your money like this what a waste someone was scraping their car and we could, we could yeah, I think we got the mic could pick it up yeah. it so loud I was having trouble with it you know, for real um, but yeah like then it would just kind of spiral into like Oh, like you spent a hundred dollars on this. You're terrible with your money. What are you in debt? Like, how much do you have to pay for this? And uh, when I was your age, I wouldn't spend any money on this because I was uh, ready for a house and I was going to move out. And that's what you should be doing. And you need a girlfriend. And and it just every conversation, no matter what you try, that's where the end point is. Like, you need move out and where's your girlfriend? Because whatever. And like he kind of like no one really wants to go meet him if like he's just going to be angry all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like he always throws like a really good first impression. But then, like, after that, it's just, like, out the window. Oh, He's yeah, just angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the end point every time. So, so like, that's interesting because whenever I see you at your mom's, it's, it, you, you have a much more independent 
um, structure to your life. Like, as you said, you, you know, you went to, you went to college first, right? Yeah. 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 And then you took time off and you went to Thunder Bay, finished. I didn't. You didn't take time off? You went straight to Thunder Bay? You went straight to Thunder Bay. Um, you finished your degree and then you talked about, you know, how you started your own company. You've bought your own, your own vehicle. Um, so in a lot of ways I see you as like, I wonder what your dad said about that. Um, but I mean, it's a truck, when he was though. angry, I spent a lot of money. On yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's a brand new Dodge Ram, um, and it's like got some upgrades in it. Um, and it's like, I think the market value of it is like fifty four thousand dollars. Oh my god! You don't need you don't need to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, girls. You can sugar daddy, okay? Yeah, that's all I. That's all I have. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to my name. <laughs> But I, yeah, I've always seen you as super independent, and so it's funny that you know, well, your dad, you're treated as a ten year old, or like there's arguments about it. Um, but then going back to the traditionalist aspect of your dad being like, oh, it's a pink shirt. Well, he's super, like he's super old generation, and like mm-hmm. he, he's the typical, like I don't know what your grandfather would be is my dad. Like it didn't skip a generation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so like, where, where was your dad raised? Like, what was his background? So I guess like for background sakes, my dad's Dutch, my mom's Italian. My mom's had a very Italian family, which Mm -hmm. is like, everyone's always about family, except my mom's like, I don't know. She never like cared too much about like, I always saw my grandparents, like it was pretty easy on my mom's side. Like I'd see my grandparents every weekend. They'd be like my summer daycare mm-hmm. and my cousins and everyone so like we always kind of had that family my dad said like I don't really have family like he didn't get along with his um brothers and sister or brother and sister um and I guess that kind of shaped him to be very like paranoid that everyone was out to get him because he he didn't grow up in a very good family mm-hmm. like his parents were very nice um I know he loved his mom like his so my grandmother um I never really met her I was too young because she passed away in a car accident Mm -hmm. and then my great grandparents on my dad's side were all in Holland so um, my dad's uh, parents came from Holland or uh, I think they came from Holland or they were born here Mm -hmm. Um, and they had like a deli shop and a carpet store and had the Klein Horseman name and then my dad kind of grew up like that and so both my parents are kind of from Toronto and then they slowly just moved north because yeah. everything just kind of changed very quickly in the city back then. Um, and this was the suburb. Markham was the suburb to go to. Yeah. You know, it was the new development where everyone was little kids. You know, shout out Markham. The yeah. 905. <laughs> yeah, Markham. Which, I don't know. It's close to Toronto, but everyone's like says it's not GTA. But then if you ask people what they think of the GTA now, it's like terrible. It's like people think Brampton and Hamilton are part of the GTA. Like, well, Brampton is part of the GTA, dude. Hamilton's not, dude. Brampton's not part of the GTA. I'm like ninety five percent sure it is. I don't think Markham hundred percent is. Yeah. Markham's not Toronto, but it's the GTA. Yeah, it's like Markham's like Scarborough thinks they're Toronto. Like technically, no, but Scarborough is Toronto. Technically, yeah, but like Toronto, like Toronto <laughs> mans are not like Scarborough mans are not Toronto mans. No, they're yeah. Scarborough is like. Oh, I, it's changed now, but originally it was like the low life of Toronto. Yeah, it was like the government housing, right? Yeah, I think I don't know. I think so. I, think I don't so. know. I, on my way to like college every day, it was just I just drove through 
housing complex in Malvern and all those. Yeah, I don't know. I could be I could be wrong, but I don't know. Oshawa, like Whitby, is part of the GTA. I don't think so. There's no way. So, in regards to your relationship with your dad, like you you talked briefly about. Um, how there's expectations of you to spend money on money on certain things or, um, you know, I think in regards to my own relationship with some of my parents or my parents, um, there's always the, oh, you know, I was, when I was your age, I was married or I was moved out of the house or all this and all that. Yeah. And like the rate of inflation or something is so insane on everything except it's, wages. It's yeah. So... I always, I've tried to bring that up, my argument up to my mom a bit, and she's, I think, looked into it a bit more in regards to the level of like how much university was to what it uh, was to what it is now, and how like wages haven't gone up. Because I've worked since I was like six as a paper boy. I was a, I had two paper routes. I was not, a not in the sweatshop. No, sweatshop. yeah, the Canadian sweatshop. I was like six years old That's when I started the paper route. Getting on the rollerblades, throwing out over the papers every uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And then I went down to only Thursdays and Saturdays. And I went down to only Thursdays, I think. Because um, no one reads the Markham Economist yeah. and Sun. Because what the hell is that? Um, and, you know, I, even with all those jobs, it was still a lot of work to pay for school. Um, and I think... You know, it's interesting how your your parents are the same in the sense of they want you to have be very traditionalist, like move out, get married. Um, well, I think a lot of our generation has no need to do that. Like the only people that I see getting married this young are like typically Christian people, which yeah, I guess. is I don't interesting. Know. Like except Mason. Yeah, <laughs> of our of our close group. Yeah, Mason. Shout out to Mason. He got engaged. Congratulations, congratulations, Mason. I'm so happy for you. Um, but yeah, I think I think like the the difference though, like obviously every parent's gonna push you and and but at the same time, I kind of got pushed, but then also yelled at for trying to be independent. Like me trying to go away for school was a nightmare. Mm. Like I was not supposed to go and waste my money, live somewhere on my own. Like oh, I shouldn't do it. But then every other day when I wasn't talking about leaving for school, it was like, when are you gonna move out? And it's like, well, I'm just going to go away for school. And they're like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And it was like, I, I don't think I got the perfect, like, support in anything. It's like, you know, like, you go write a test and you get, like, an A+. And you're like, oh, like, mom, dad, like, look, I did really well. And they're like, oh, good job. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think I ever had that. Like, I, I just, like, wouldn't be asked about my marks. And then, like, if I was actually really proud of it, I would be, like, I would be super excited. I'd be like, I made this. Or, like, mm-hmm. I... I got this mark and I'd, I'd be more excited than the reaction I'd get back or like it wasn't matched. So then it was always like, fine, I won't tell you my marks or what I've done. Mm-hmm. So I've always been like just very independent, I guess. And, and I wouldn't speak about anything that I did because it felt like it didn't matter. So like there's just been a lot of cases where I just try and live my life on my own side and, and I'll deal with everything that I have to. Mm-hmm. And then... um. I can just, you know, put a nice little facade and and just be like, yeah, nothing's nothing's new. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, sure. And if there's something that I know I won't get yelled at for bringing up, like I'll just bring it up. <laughs> just be like, yeah, I'm planning on going skiing tomorrow. Oh, that's cool. Like, there's nothing else I have to say that's like important that I'm just going to be criticized for. And I'm at the age where I don't need to be criticized for it, so there's no point bringing it up. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Um, that's pretty much like my dad said. Like my my stepmom, I love her. She's super supportive and she's easy to talk to. My dad just is not easy to talk to, mm-hmm. and it's and he doesn't make it easy and he doesn't engage any conversation. Like we can just go like for. Uh, you know, I graduated. Let's go out for dinner. Okay. And we won't say one word about school or anything. Mm-hmm. He'd just be like, so how's money? Good. Okay. <laughs> you meet anyone? Nope. And be like, okay, food's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I like can't really drink at their place. Like I, I can maybe have like one beer, yeah. maybe, but like other case, it's going to be like, oh, you're an alcoholic. Um, you're gonna be one. You don't need this in your life. Like it's like it's almost like he's pushing me through the path of like pure Christian, like yeah. super like I don't know. Are you, is he Christian or or religious he's, or anything? He's Christian, but he's like not a practicing Christian. He's just yeah. grown up Christian. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but I think it's more of the sense that like that's how he feels that he should raise someone, and that that's the same point where I don't think he takes in my age. Like we're. 23 turning 24 now yeah that's a that we're old yeah like we're, we're, we're fucking old man yeah. um we're still young but we're we're old in the age of like we're, we're at the end of our cycle where we're with our parents and the problem is like you said with inflation like we're gonna be with them for like we're gonna have to hold on to our parents and like live off them like leeches for just a little bit longer yeah but then like some people get the gratitude of like you know we get that you're old Here's your personal space. Like we'll mm-hmm. give you your personal space. We just ask that you like you do the dishes or something. Like I think yeah. that's fair. But then like I don't know. I'm just I just kind of want to distance my weight because yeah. that's not what I'll get. Yeah. So no, I I definitely relate to that. I think um, when I moved home, I spent like five years basically at university. Yeah. So I spent five years or at least eight months of every year not living at home, having that independence, and then coming home has always been hard because i get it like i'm i'm at home i'm an adult i i should contribute to the home um and so i've had i've had a couple conversations with some friends talking me through like you know luke you could be better at home like they've told me straight up um that maybe i could be better with my parents or i could be better because i'll rant about something and they'll be like luke that's your fault um which has been good to have friends that hold me accountable um like that i thought you plugged in your bluetooth oh um so in that relation my some of my friends have been really good for that but you know it's it's i don't really i'm not really home a lot because i'm either out um i'm I'm working downtown my commutes are an hour and a half each way so right there i'm not home till seven o'clock any day um and then sometimes if i see friends or or I'm recording a podcast, I'm downtown until maybe 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So I'm not really home at all during the week that much. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, why do I have to contribute to the home like in a, in a super big capacity if I'm not home ever? It's, like, it's ever. almost a sense where it's like you're not, you know, you're not causing any havoc. You, yeah. You're never there. But yeah. why do I have to contribute? Like, I understand the same way where it's like we can still do nice things. Really, We can cook dinner and we can mm. clean and like all this stuff. But then like there's it's weird when it's not your place i don't know if you can relate but like mm-hmm. if it was my place and i walked in and there's like just three dishes in the sink i'll clean them yeah like i don't like that but then i'll come home and i'll be like ah those aren't mine why would i clean them yeah and it's like i didn't even have that mentality when i was away for school like i would just put stuff in the sink and like usually like the way we all like all me and my roommates worked like we'd kind of cook meals together or not and we would you know 
kind of just do dishes after the meal like because we all mm-hmm. ate together and if we didn't like it's like there's things like pots and pans you know someone else is going to use so you clean it right away like I don't even do that in my home because I'm just like this sh- this shit isn't mine yeah and like I grew up that way in this home and I'm like back so I'm like I'm going to live like I was a kid again yeah and then like I guess it is rude to your parents because now they're getting old and like you're of age where so I guess like it's kind of gives a sense to your parents were like my kid's useless yeah <laughs> no, 100%. but then we're just there being like i don't want to deal with it but like don't think i'm useless because if i had my own place like it'd be very different yeah so like that's kind of the tension that we're in i guess in terms of like chores right yeah. now right my mom's always told me she's like this is your place like i i live there therefore i should be contributing to the home and i'm like oh yeah i should but I always have struggled with the same idea of like, oh, it's not my mess to clean up. Um, and so whenever – like I meal prep all my meals every week. I clean up all my stuff after I meal prep and I put it away right away. Like I just – I don't want to let it sit and get dirty that often. So I just do everything all at once. Um, and so when I come home and there's like a pot that's dirty, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm so tired. I worked all day. I just want to – uh, you know, eat my food and go to bed. But then I think, okay, my parents also worked all day too, and they came home and cooked, and they did this. But it's like they're home way earlier than I am on most days. They're like I'm up before them to go to work. I'm home later than them coming after work, even no matter what, just because my commutes are so long. And then it's like I don't want to do this on top of it too. But then that's like my laziness. So my mom has actually paid, started paying for like a, a maid to yeah. come in once a month, and then me and my sister have to pay for that. Like that's our contribution to cleaning now. Um, but a lot of it is just I find very much. This is going to sound very like gendered, but some guys just don't care about the clutter that they live in. Like I think, in a lot of ways, like I like some of the messes that my mom would see as as a mess. I wouldn't even like consider being something to to look at yeah i don't think that's i don't think that's based on gender 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 um and i don't think that's based on each person i think like obviously there's messy people Mm -hmm. and there's clean people like that's that's the breakdown but then there's also people that like have been so used to a room where like adding a little bit of mess that is what may be messy already doesn't seem like much like if i have like um, a corner that was like my clothes and I just threw my clothes there and I live like five years of that being the clothes pile mm-hmm. for like in between clothes or clothes I didn't know like I had no place I don't know then like I'm just like oh I got this box now I don't know I'm gonna put the box on the clothes like that doesn't seem messy to me because like those clothes are now part of the room mm-hmm. right like that doesn't affect the mess like I I hate like mess and clutter but like every you can just look around here like everything's all over the place like I'm not organized no but I like eventually I'll have days and when I clean like I'll I'll make sure it's spotless I get very OCD about it but that I think that's the difference like and then your parents have been living in like this spotless house and then you're back and you're like ah that's my room again yeah and here's an extra box or like here's some shit that I brought from Waterloo and I'm just gonna put it there because it's that's not very messy and then they're gonna walk in they're gonna be like what the like what's yeah. going what is this sh- like clean your room now yeah I'll like I'll, I've put boxes like on, uh, I get back from Waterloo and I put boxes in the garage and my mom's like whose box is this you can't just put this box here like this is I just cleaned this whole room or I just cleaned the whole garage um, it always frustrated me frustrated me when I was younger and my parents were like clean your room and I'm like it's my room why would I have to clean it 
And then yeah. I'm like, it's, it's the way I like it. And my dad, my parents will always say like, oh, if you don't put something in the same place, you're never going to find it. I was like, I, look, listen, I, I leave my wallet in my yesterday's pants so I know tomorrow yeah. where they are. <laughs> I mean, the problem is when someone else moves like your thing. Like my dad, my dad's place is always spotless and clean. And after a week, he'll like get bored and he'll move everything. So it's like the, the flat screen TV and the lazy boy was in the living room and now it's in the family room or now it's in the basement or now it's upstairs again and it's every week and it's just like, oh, shit's changed again. And in that, he'll find something that I've left and he's like, I don't, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Not mine. Garbage. Or like gone, box, somewhere. And I'll come back and I'll be like looking forever for something like, oh, you're, you're too messy. You don't know where it is. I'm like, no, I left it right here. And like that's happened for so many things. Like I've lost... Um, like a, a full picture frame with like probably I don't know the size of a, a normal window it was a big picture gone yeah. I don't know where it was it's from like the old house and then just doesn't matter a laptop went missing a fucking laptop man um, a bunch of like stuff that I was making like projects out of wood he just decided that he's gonna use it for firewood so he burnt it nice. for firewood I built a planter which I loved I like trespassed onto uh, like an abandoned barn and like took the reclaimed wood it was like falling off the side of a barn it was like all weathered and had like the red paint and I was like this is going to be perfect and I built like the frame out of cedar and I put the barn wood and I made a planter I was growing vegetables and then I went away for school in Thunder Bay and then I came back after two months and I was like where's my planter and he's like oh I, I burnt it I put it in the fire why <laughs> like <laughs> why so like at my dad's I don't feel like that's like how you said your parents are like this is my home yeah this is your home like for my dad it's like this is my house like yeah these are you you follow you get like I'm like a dog like this is my cage that's my shit oh when I say my like I don't get any say about anything in the house I'm just well for the most part I mean when it's my parents say it's my home it's like it's also my responsibility to clean it even though I don't like like part of my I don't pay rent so my parents consider my uh, my uh, transit money part of yeah. my rent, the like the cleaning part of my rent, and then like doing um, either cooking some meals or cleaning some meals yeah. or um, you do, you do cook other aspects. Well, I cook for myself. Okay. That's that's what's always pissed off Dude, my like, my parents. I like I love to cook. Pounds of chicken. What do you oh, that's that's just my meal prep. You're just, you, you, you can't even spare one meal for the family. If I have extra chicken, I leave it to to leave it to them, but. Um, that's something that's always bothered my parents. It's like, oh, if you're going to cook, you cook for everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why do I have to do that? I just want to make a quick meal. Like, I'll, I literally don't want to make a whole butter chicken yeah. meal. I want to come down and make a sandwich. See, I really I really don't mind. Like, I love cooking. And then, like, if it was my kitchen or if I, like, felt like it was my kitchen, like, even though it wasn't, um, I would freely cook. But then, like, at my dad's place, like, we can't have the oven on because it heats up the house. So when the house is like hot, we can't cook with the gas fire like stove. Cause every, so we gotta have like microwave food or some random fucking yeah. shit. I don't know. And then like can't use the wrong pot for this. And like there's four pots and they all look the same. So I'll grab this one for pasta. Nope, wrong choice. Like I I don't want to cook and I don't want to cause a mess. And then be like I made food and yeah. then. And then they're just like they'd appreciate the fact that I cook food, but I know I'm gonna have to deal with like, well, how long did you cook this for? Oh, like you're doing this wrong, or like I don't like I don't need to be criticized on it like for a good gesture. So like I choose not to because I don't want to do like I don't want to. I always get like super excited about things that I'm happy about or like I'm 
like excited to do this and then you just mm-hmm. get shut down you're like well what the fuck yeah and I'm just like now I don't and now I'm never going to do it I, yeah. I don't want to I don't yeah. want to go through that again well it's like um, when we were talking about being kids earlier it seemed like you well kids it's fascinating how impressionable they are um, but it sounds like you know you've your dad's made a huge impression on you in terms of what you feel is safe for you to do and it just sounds like there's a lot of tension or, or like um, yeah there's just a lot it's a very tense in your dad's home to like actually make decisions because you know or actually to share and like it's interesting because I don't think my parents ever made it super tense to share things with them um, on purpose I think it more came from the fact that it was a really Christian home and so like the underlying conversations of those things is like you don't talk about certain things or right. you're going to get judged for doing these certain things. I didn't really know how my parents would respond. So I think it, it was more like that. But at your, in your situation, it seems very much more like a, a, conscience, a conscious choice um, from your dad to be more demanding or more judgmental or more uh, critical of each choice you made. Like I think growing up myself there wasn't I think there was a lot of negativity in a lot of ways but um not to the extent that uh you're describing yeah yeah like I mean like as a I like I don't think I was raised like terribly I don't like mm-hmm. I was still like I did something stupid I would get like hit from it I like I I, <laughs> I, I, I would I but like it obviously it wasn't like the the cleanest like safest home mm-hmm. um but like I kind of learned and my like response to everything was to like kind of just turtle and like don't say anything and just do what he asks mm-hmm. and like um like there's a lot of times where he was just mad at something else and then like just not a good day to talk to him mm-hmm. so like don't and if you do like I don't know if you do it's like hey and he's like cut the grass I'm like okay go cut the grass yeah. <laughs> um and that was like a that was like more of when I was younger because at that time like it was just my dad and then it was me and my brother so then later he like remarried and my stepmom she has two kids so then it was a family of six mm-hmm. and then we had a dog and then it was like okay we all share responsibility so now there's four people doing the chores instead of um you know two and then you know whoever was I guess at home the most would I guess do more so then like and I, I like it was very like I don't know a strict household so I that is part of how I grew up and like that's part of me and I you can't really change that like that's mm-hmm. now built into my personality but then like at the same time like you get to grow from a lot of things like you get I don't know I was more observant so now I just will see how I do or don't want to play out things now that I'm older and I understand them and then like I'll know how I'd probably want to raise my kids and like what kind of impact having like a, a tense like unopened home feels like and like that's not a good thing to have mm-hmm. for like a, a kid who's growing up and like you do learn from that so even if it's a good or a bad experience like if you had a good home like I want it to be like this mm-hmm. if you had a bad home you'd be like I don't want it to be like this you can still take positive yeah. from it and I don't think I turned out terrible uh, mostly the fact like I did live two very different lives when I went from my dad's to my mom's place so that was like beneficial but then the problem was it was like I'd go to my mom's for a week and then I'd go to my dad's and then he'd feel like I'm now just very like loose and like I'm, I'm like so lazy loose. now and I'm like 
and he's just like, what did you do at your mom's? And I'm like, uh, don't say anything because then he'll probably just go yell at my mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that was kind of my childhood growing up. And the, the weird thing is that like it's slowly gotten better because now I'm older and I speak up for things that are complete nonsense, mm-hmm. but it's still like that. Like the, the ground rules are still the same, which just is undesirable. And when you're at this old, this age to choose, like, why would you choose that? Yeah. Why would you like just downgrade like that? You wouldn't. No. But I think one thing that's, like, crazy is, like, we talk about, you know, it's not my mess, I shouldn't clean it, and, like, that's in our perspective of, like, us being us, and, like, we're barely there, and, like, why do I have to spend the ten few minutes I have before I go to sleep to do a chore when I can Mm -hmm. just relax? But then, like, we we third-party so much, and we look at, like, kids these days, and we're like, wow, like, you, like, you go to a restaurant, kids are on their phone, and they're not paying attention to their parents, and they're just yelling at their parents, being like, I want this, and it's like... You look at them, you're like, ah, like, I can't believe their kids are like that. Yeah. And, like, we, like, we're just so good at just saying what other people should do that, like, I don't think we, like, think of what we should be doing at our age for our house. Like, I never think about, like, I came home and I'm just, like, just going to do work. So I just, like, disassociate myself. And then, like, is that rude? Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. about that. And I think, like now I'll just watch kids and be like these kids are terrible or like wow that's yeah. a really cute kid <laughs> like whatever but I found like the majority of the like I don't know parents are just getting like ripped these days no yeah yeah, yeah. well I think uh, it's, it's always so interesting because um, you know it's, nowadays if a parent disciplines a child in public it's like castrated as being wrong like you can't yell at your kid right yeah. and so I remember when I was a child I remember being like embarrassed by my parents because they would be very stern with me in public and discipline me in, in front of many people and now it's really hard to do that because oh you got to protect these kids these kids are special like how dare you talk like that's oh that's emotional abuse or like that's physical abuse and like yeah. i was very rarely spanked but i'm like i'm glad i was because i think when it was it was my parents did it when it was um uh, they didn't do it all the time but they just did it when they felt it necessary to do um and now it's super hard to discipline your children in public and and now that's why i think why there's so much entitlement in in that and and it's one of those things too where you look at you know you say you don't want to parent your future kids like your dad so that means you're gonna take a different route and maybe that's a softer route and maybe that route maybe that's not good maybe that's not good right (laughs) and so yeah i had this conversation with my with my mom the other day because uh she uh there was a com she listened to my podcast and there was a comment that we kind of discussed about um you know i think i said something along the lines of you know, parents don't really know what they're doing uh, in the context in which I meant it was more, you know, I've heard from so many parents that um, parents are learning every day on the fly about how to parent and what's the best way to parent for them, for their kid. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom says that she learned this one line from my uncle, you can't parent unequals equally. And so, you know, like that's not to say that you should give favoritism to a kid, but each kid that you parent is a there's a unique way of working with him yeah um i think we're seeing that a lot more in the workforce now in terms of you know you you cater different employees well, that differently and, that and school as well right? yeah it's like very big in school school like school 100 percent. school needs to change school needs to change 100 percent. you need to cater to the kid that you have like why are you be putting geniuses down with not as smart people like you're right like why are we putting kids that are struggling but then also like the core courses are like we're pushing you towards university 
Mm-hmm. And like, sure, like, okay, maybe they'll fit in at university. But there's so many people that I've met that were like, in univers- like in high school, they weren't like smart, or they felt like they weren't smart, mm-hmm. and they're just like, you know, um, I'm just an idiot. I probably shouldn't go to university. And then like they bloom in university, like they just they just start going understanding concepts that they're like learning yeah. specifically, and they just do really well. And it's like some people are like late like that. Some people just aren't good with what you're being force fed yeah. in school. And then like other people, you know, they're fine. Like yeah. they're 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 they can do tests every other week, and they're good at math, and they're yeah. good at science, and then they'll get into university. Like some people are like that. And then you have a teacher who's like, I like you because you're ninety nine average student yeah. I hate you because you're 50 yeah and it's like <laughs> what's yeah. with that they judge like I've in university I always told my friends whenever they're getting stressed out about about a mark I would literally say to them I'm like you're allowing this professor who you've met met 12 times maybe not even 12 times because you're just in class to dictate your intelligence based off of a mark even though they have no idea who you are I'm like that's ridiculous what are you doing yeah, yeah university is, is worse in that case because especially for first years like so yeah. first years drop out and they're like well you know it wasn't me yeah it's like or uh, it's not really what I want to do like whoever knows like the proper way to teach a class of 3,000 kids no besides just giving them a scantron mm-hmm. and 200 multiple choice and they're like depending on how well you absorb this material is how smart you are yeah so- how do, how well you how well you test too and some people don't test well yeah like my my one sister she's not good at math but she can write like a wizard yeah like just math isn't her strong suit so why does it have to be something that she's forced to do um i I always i always had a belief that like you kind of will always find the path of what you're good at i don't know if it means like you'll adapt and then you'll be good at it but like i think some people were meant to be artists people were meant to be mathematicians like people's brains were that way so then like however your path is like you'll kind of end up there like who would have thought you know you would go into marketing but like maybe that's something you have a good vision for that you're really good at mm-hmm. and it's like you kind of you can't see yourself any other way looking back on it yeah like i'm not i'm not going to do math or science i to think i want to go into engineering coming out of high school yeah. but i think uh in grade 12 when i got a 59 in, 59 in chem and a 60 in physics i'm like i think, I think the i think the chemistry marks weren't based off our our, our capabilities i think it was the teacher at that what she Wait, loved yeah. me i had shaw she yeah, loved me. I was her favorite student. She asked me why I wasn't nominated for class clown. I'm like, you haven't met Mason. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he won. I think, I won think so, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I had a lot of uh, teachers. I think if it was teacher nominated, I would have been nominated for class clown, but I think it was student nominated, so I, I wasn't – I didn't get that. But a lot of my profs were like, you're the class clown. Yeah. Um, in, in grade 8, I almost won the French award because my name was French. I sucked at French. That's the only reason. <laughs> I got a 95. And I'm, so everyone so nominated you to win French because your just, name was they French. They just asked me. They're like, oh, are you French? I was like, oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad. Are you French? Uh, comme ci, comme ça. Uh, <laughs> that's literally all I know. You've yeah. used the extent of my French. Yeah, that's about it. Um, um, but, I, yeah, I've just always been fascinated by our society's uh, interest in, in defining people by a mark that has no real value on their intelligence. And, like... This sounds really bad to say, but in communication studies, uh, there's participation marks, and yeah. sometimes people talk and they do, they do really well. They know all the concepts, they know all the, like the terms by heart, but what they say and the ideas that they put together are so bad. And then there's other people who don't know the terms that well, who haven't memorized like 
you know the ins and outs of every every like uh philosopher who ever ever lived but they can put the connection between all the ideas so well and they don't get good grades but they're way more interesting to, to talk to because they've actually are like oh how does this apply to real world scenarios or how does this apply to kind of what we're doing and then you're like oh this this person's super smart they're gonna do really well on the test but you actually talk to them and they're they actually have no idea what they're saying yeah. there's no connection between these ideas I always feel like the root of like those factors, I guess, kind of like the basis of this podcast episode, um, like kind of stems from what kind of like family you're around, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. There's there's cases where I feel like some people, their their parents are like, you know, physics, like physicians Mm -hmm. or like doctors or I don't know, optometrists. And like they just can talk to their parents on like a higher level in those fields mm-hmm. and like I think it like they'll get a better broader understanding of kind of what it is mm-hmm. and then like they have that start point versus like someone who's like parent doesn't really do much or is like doesn't talk about his job or doesn't like mm-hmm. have a public figure then you kind of are starting at like what you're learning in school like I feel like there's always a big difference when you talk to like I don't know I, I, I can't like generalize it but like families that I guess are I don't know of a higher class like occupational class mm-hmm. there's a big difference in like how I don't know professional like professionalism they yeah know. and like how the kid is raised like obviously nev- every kid doesn't fit a picture mm-hmm. but it feels like you know it just betters the kid and like gives yeah. them a better start and like they have I don't know something to like rely on that's mm-hmm. in the family which is like where you spend most of your time as a kid and then when you get older like you now just have like a stigma of like, well, I'll follow like in my parents' yeah. footsteps. You have like you have a nice guidance. Yeah, and it's like I would definitely agree. I would. It's interesting. I'd like to look up the stats on uh, the likelihood of if both your parents are uneducated behind high school, how how likely it is that their their kids would be uneducated behind or beyond high school, or you know if you if your parents are in the trades, how much more likely it is that you uh, or their kids would be in the trades, because um, I think. You know, if your if your dad or whatever is your superhero when you grow up, and then you kind of look at them and you're like, oh, that's what I want to be when I'm older. Oh, that's the I image wanna, in my head. I want to be, be, be the best janitor. Yeah, that's ever lived. Yeah, like your parents do set the bar of what kind of expectations there are, and sometimes they can even be, you know, they can be the best janitor in the world, like super happy, super positive. And like they push their kid to do the best, or the yeah. janitor who's like the world will the world will hold you down. Don't shoot high. Yeah. Your dreams are worth nothing. Like it, it all. It all depends. Like school's a waste of money. Just start working now. Yeah. Like that was kind of like the mentality of my dad was like, why do you need to go to school? Like you can start working and you'll make enough money, and then like soon you'll be able to move out. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. it. Always goes back to that. But like that was like they're like you don't need school, and then like you have another family where it's like yeah you should go to school like that's kind of silly not to think about it Mm -hmm. but like you there's there's obviously like i said not every family's perfect and i don't know if this like the statistics will correlate like how Mm -hmm. you wish but like it just kind of feels like more sensible that that's the trend that it would be on Mm -hmm. you know just from like personal encounters of who i've met and what their background was and their parents background and then it's like, oh, okay, like, it makes sense why you've done this. Like, in, like, U.S., like, 
just your school, like your university, like college, your state school that you went to, the, the fact that your parents went there was a big, is a big impact. Yeah. And like families and like traditional, I guess, Christian. Yeah. Community is like the most is like the biggest reason about why people end up where they do is like, you know, if you, I've always used this argument for people that are very much, um, you know, if you, if you grew up in, in the rural America and it's all white people and, um, all you see on TV is the news and media saying that, um, you know, African Americans are like, goons and and gang members and you have no no relationship with any african-american people because your community doesn't have any then your only relation to seeing african-americans is going to be in that mindset which is why i think this i think the move from rural to cities and metropolitans is why people are getting a lot more liberal as a collective as as a young group is because we're actually being able to uh integrate so much with other cultures like toronto is a very liberal place yeah because which which is good and i yeah. think like diversity really helps a full community grow and like people themselves like if if you're surrounded in a very diverse world and everyone's parents came from something else and everyone was kind of taught differently on cult, you you learn more like cultural appropriation you learn mm-hmm. more about like other people and, and when you have a community that's like people don't need to like you know hide that like their in-house rules mm-hmm. I don't know like things that you can't leave the house without like it allows you to be more open about it like in in your you know rural America situation where everyone's white and everyone's straight like why would you want to come out as gay yeah right like you've just been raised that that's bad like yeah. you're not allowed yeah and then like you have a very diverse world and you're walking down the street and you see like gay parades going on or just some random thing that you're just like oh, okay like this exists this is in fact uh, there's nothing wrong with me thinking this way yeah and and if you grow up whether it's in your community or your house that's like that like it's a big difference like why would you want it like that's why like a lot of older generations are just very unfortunately they're very racist and they're very my terms and Mm -hmm. and they're very conservative yeah right and then like they just didn't grow up in that so then now they're where they're growing up is like terrible for them yeah you know like people don't like being in Markham for how it's changed but like yeah. they don't think of the fact that it's still a good city yeah. to be in aside from there's like nothing to do except for eat food yeah there's but it's not like we don't live in violence and all that stuff and and it's just uh, you... yeah do you know who Steve Crowder is no okay I was gonna see if we um, maybe there's a conversation about him but um, I want to go back to something that you said. It was a while ago, I think, near the near the, maybe the start of the or earlier in the podcast about how you got dinner with your dad one time and there was like no words spoken over the course of the dinner. Yeah, I, I'm interested in, in hearing with you your perspective on this. Whose responsibility is it now that we're 23, 24 years old to build a relationship with our parents? Like, like who's Whose responsibility is it to get over the pain of, of either past wrongs that we've, we feel like we've done to each other or whose responsibility is it to uh, instigate having a healthier like a healthier relationship? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think when you're younger, it's obviously the, I, it has to be like the parent's role. Mm-hmm. You're going to teach your kid that open communication is fine. Mm-hmm. that's like where it's starting from your kid's not like every kid's always 
will say what they want and they're always like super curious like you'll just see little kids walking down the grocery store being like what's that what's that what's and if the parents just you know playing along like answering it sure mm-hmm. but then if the parent 99% of the time is like shut up don't speak yeah like, you're annoying <laughs> why would that kid kind of and that's like at a young age and then when they get older I guess at our age now like it's kind of both ways unfortunately when like a relationship kind of tarnishes like you have to put in effort to like kind of keep a relationship there like aside from the fact that you have family bonding you like that's the only thing that holds you together Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like I understand when there's a lot of people that will disassociate themselves because they, they like there's no point they don't there's nothing good from it anymore mm-hmm. so like you know aside from family like there you can't really move on and especially if it's like always a bad just encounter every time like uh that would just why would you put yourself through that if mm-hmm. like you're the type of person who doesn't want to and are you know aggressive about it why would you so at at that point it's now like has it gone too far where sorry Um, has it gone like too far where it's like even worth trying to save or is it at the point where someone needs to speak up and you know it it will get better yeah but like from developing years um, it's got to start the parent and then then it has to be reciprocal from the kid like the same way where if a parent just keeps kind of speaking interest into a kid's life and the kid's like no I don't want to talk to you they're super rebellious or whatever it is like the parent is trying maybe like they've done it a wrong way but like they're still trying Mm -hmm. so like I think when you're young you don't realize that like you were just shrugging them away and it's hard for like a kid to notice that Mm -hmm. but like when when we're all at this age now and we reflect back on it we're like wow like you know I could have just answered a few more questions yeah you know but then like it, it it's just gonna flow into something else like if it's just that conversation it's over it's fine but if they're asking you because they're like interrogating you and they want to know like what were you doing not for general interest they want to no. know what you were doing if you were just being mischievous like, yeah why would you why would you answer that yeah why you know and like some families are open where there's like no consequence or if there is a consequence it's just like I hope you like learn that that's a dumb thing to do mm-hmm. like I'll let you go and experience it and like I'll help you if you need it but if you just like that's stupid don't do that yeah and then the kid can take what they want from it and if they mess up then it's on the kid or the teenager yeah young adult because I've been having that I've been having there's two things in there that you kind of discussed that I've been having conversations with my own parents about recently is uh, the one is you know if in the past we feel like you know our, our parents have wronged us or we've wronged our parents I've said to my mom, you know, it's it's your role as the parent to initiate the conversation regarding if you feel hurt by something, because I don't, I may not know that you feel hurt by it. Um, so me and my mom have been, and my dad, we've we've been having very good conversations recently about, um, you know, about this podcast or about things I'm saying on it or about, you know, uh, they didn't they didn't know that certain things that they've done has made me feel a certain way. So it's been a very good healing process, I think, for a lot of us. We're having really healthy conversations now. Uh, we're both kind of starting the the conversation. Um, but in terms of, you know, other other siblings and whatnot, I think it's been really interesting to hear. Uh, I really wanted to, like, I, you know, I've told my parents, or uh, you know, it's your role to, to start the conversation. And they've kind of hit back with being like, 
you know, who's to say, like, you're you're now 23 years old, 25, 27, 29. At what point does it become your responsibility to start the conversation? Another point you brought up was um, bloodline. Like, the only thing that connects us is, is like, that, the, that we're family. And I've had very honest conversations with my mom recently. And, like, because my, 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 my family has always said, um, you know, blood's thicker than water in, yeah. the, in the sense of, you know, your friends aren't really family. And I'm like, I consider some of my friends family. I consider some of my friends more family than other family. Yeah. Like, I've, I, I, I think that's, 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 valid. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, family is, or friends are family that you choose. Like, I like, I like that quote a lot. But also, like, who's, why do I owe certain things to family members when they've hurt me or they've hurt other uh, family members? And I'm like, I don't have a good time around them. I'm not positive around them. I don't have good interactions with them. Like, why is it that just because it's blood that there's some expectation that we have to be better? When, if you look at the news and, and whatnot, like most uh, sexual harassment or molesting comes from someone that you are normally related to. Like, that that happens a lot. I don't have the, like, like a lot of, I have a lot of stats, but like, um, typically, like a lot of molestation of kids comes from, you know, you hear like the uncle or right. the, or like the dad or the it's stepdad. Like it's joke. yeah, no, it's not just it's not just a joker day. Um, and so it is interesting why we still defend that that idea that just because it's blood, we should we owe more to them. When you think of parents that have hurt their kids in ways that are like unforgivable yeah. or unhealable. Well, when you when you look at like other species and other just. Groups of, Ad, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll have their kids and then they'll leave and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Or like they'll have their kids and like it's the mom that looks after them or the dad and then they get old and then they leave. Like mm-hmm. I guess it must be part of our because it's always I don't know I don't know I was not there before yeah. but like I feel like it's part of our nature where like we have an attachment to our spawn. <laughs> like I don't know, you would it's like say like my brother like I, I don't talk to him very much I don't see him very much but if he ever needed help like I'll obviously help him mm-hmm. even if he like pissed me off like my dad for instance I don't really care what he does but then if he ever like needs help like I, I'll help him yeah I probably wouldn't enjoy it I'll be like ah oh, I gotta go help my dad like this sucks I don't yeah. want I don't want to do this but I'll do it and if I don't do it like it's a, even it's harder on my soul than not I yeah but like that's that's stuck to us. So like, but like I'd probably be more inclined to help close friends and mm-hmm. and like I've just kind of always been doing something else. I've never really been at home. I've always like surrounded. If I'm busy, I'm with other friends. Or if I'm, you know, I'll yeah. like try and do as much as I can because I enjoy my time most like that. I I've never really had the same relationship with like any siblings where it's like let's go out. And let's go do this. Like, when I was younger, I'd play with my step-siblings a lot and, like, my brother. But at this age now, it's not like, let's go have dinner. Yeah. Like, I want to try this restaurant. Let's go have dinner. I'll just call up my friend and be like, I want to try this restaurant. Let's go have dinner. Yeah. Like, that's more rewarding to me than, than family at this point because I'll get along with my friends more. Mm-hmm. If I bring my siblings there, it's just going to be an awkward conversation. Like, unfortunately, we don't really share much. Yeah. Right? Well, it's the same with my siblings. Like, I would say... Uh, like my sister, one sister lives in Waterloo. My one brother's now married and and lives away from home. And my other sister lives with us too. And it's just like we, 
when we were kids, we would play all the time together because we were all homeschooled, so we'd play together. Um, But then as we got older, you know, you distance yourself. They have their own friends. You all have your own friends. There's no real need to kind of bring yourself together unless it's the whole family. Like, it's kind of – I've never really, I think, gone out for meals with just my siblings all that often. Like, the last thing we did is my brother and his wife moved into their new place, and then they invited me and my sister over for dinner. Like, that's the last sibling-based thing yeah. that we did. Um, I think that was, like, three months ago now. Um, but, yeah, it is it is interesting. Like, I would, I would do – that I would like, I love my siblings and my parents. Like that's who, more who I consider my bloodline, I guess, in a lot right. of ways. Like I love my my aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and whatnot. But like they, like my siblings and my my parents are my first family. Um, and then beyond that, it's just like they're family, right? Right? Like it's that's the fact. That's yeah. the fact that they're 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 family, their bloodline. Um, but I don't really hang out with them that much. There's no real commitment there in a lot of ways. Um, and so I, I find that, uh, that blood is thicker than water to be very dated and, yeah. and like false. I, I, I think it's, it's like, it's a very like thin line of dated and still relevant though. Yeah. Like it's just, they're touching. Like you, how can you, if someone was just, you know, I don't care about my family and they left, you'd probably look at them and be like, why? Like, yeah. Why? Why? And then they'll tell you 20 reasons, you know, but like, those are all good reasons, but like, you should at least kind of talk to them. Like, yeah. even if there's really, like, it's just kind of something that we like naturally kind of turn to. And like, I mean, there's a lot of people that have great relationships and like with their siblings and their parents yeah. and it'll obviously keep going. But then like right now I like the idea more of uh, the thin line between, I guess, your bloodline and I guess who you want to associate around you. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird to like kind of live in a world where you've shut your family out for no reason, mm-hmm. and like even if you do have a reason, like I don't know, no one else has that to relate with you. So I guess everyone kind of looks at you weird, mm-hmm. like you know you should at least, and like everyone has like the decency to say something nice about it, but like no one's kind of lived the life that you had. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you just like never got along with them ever, and it was just hell, like it would make sense why you wouldn't go back if you had a great like relationship and you grew with them fine and like you already kind of did like games nights and like you know we go out for dinner all of us like it's really fun when we have time like that'll probably stick through and like you'll all grow with that but at this point I don't think any of us are doing that anymore Mm -hmm. so now it's either the idea of it where everyone's like yeah that would be a good idea if we can actually do it and who's going to be the one to organize it and I'm pretty sure the first person to organize it will organize it every time. Yeah. So when they stop, like everyone will kind of stop talking to them. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of in the same sense with like your parents and your siblings where like when you're young, they would make you all go on family vacations. We all go out for dinner and the parents were instructing it and then you get older and they're like, okay, shoo, like you guys do whatever you want. How often are you really going to do that anymore? Yeah. Like you're probably not. Yeah. So, and I like, I feel like the same with like my step family, like, I've grown up with them pretty much more than half my life or half my life at this point. And like, we always like got along when we were younger. And now that we're older, if like we all went our separate ways, who's going to be the first person to reach out and say, you know, Hey, would you like to get dinner? And then who's going to do it the second time? Mm -hmm. I feel like the only thing that's going to unify everyone is the same way it is now where it's weddings, funerals, 
big big events and then everyone's always happy to see everyone they all get to like reflect and stuff but like no one wants to surround themselves like yeah. it's very rare where like your siblings are your best friends like a lot of people have their best friend siblings but like, yeah i've never understood that I've, I've never had that. Yeah, I've never had that. I don't, I don't get it at all. And, and, like, I see videos and I see, like, families. Like, I'm always... I don't, I don't think I'm jealous. I'm, like, in... I'm, I, like, see a family that all gets along and everyone's super nice and everything. I'm, like, I wish I had this. Yeah. Like, you know? But then I know I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't. Mm-hmm. So... Or if I did. That's interesting. So, like, I'm yeah. kind of okay with it. It's not like I'm... I'm it's past the point where I, I can wish for change. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's who I am. That's how I've grown up. But I'll see people and be like, oh, like, you know, you should cherish that. That's really nice because I haven't had that. Yeah. And, like, same with siblings. Like, they're best friends and they all go do everything. And they have the same friend group. Like, we're, like, a team in our friend group. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Like, you get to, like, just everyone's coming home to your place and everyone knows everyone. Like, everyone's friendly. Yeah. And it's a different environment. And I was never kind of raised to that. It was like, if someone else was at that house, I'm like, who is this person? I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, let's do something. I don't, I don't want to go with their friends. Like, you know? Yeah. No, I found, I, that's another thing I had a conversation with my mom about recently is uh, this whole idea of, you know, I, there wasn't a lot of times that when we were younger that I remember doing a family outing. Um, or and it's expensive when you have four kids it is, yeah. and only your dad's working. That it's really hard to to support those kind of activities. Um, and because uh, we went to the Lion King, so every year now my mom buys like tickets to plays or or some other aspect of like yeah. some sort of family outing. Like that's the thing now. Nice. Um, and last year we went to see the Lion King uh, live action, and. Uh, it was. I remember walking with her, and I said to her, "I think this is the first time I've ever been downtown with all of us." And I'm like, I was 22, yeah. and I'm like, I did, there was no time I remember doing a family outing downtown um, as a group. And I'm like, there. I told her, I'm like, there's times where I'm jealous of the families that, you know, have those tradi- have more of those traditions, right? Um, and more of those those opportunities to come together as a family like we don't really do that and so ever since i said that my mom was like okay you need maybe you should take the lead on doing some of those things or you know she's been trying extra hard as well to be like oh look into this like look into that like figure out what are some ways we can actually do uh family activities together um so i think she's really taken that uh that idea and and thought a lot about it um but this is uh you know i'm gonna ask you my last three questions now for uh, sure we rapid firing them? oh you we can i don't uh, care <laughs> uh i, I depends I, on how much have you listened to it have you listened to an episode before yeah okay but, you know the last three questions then well i want uh i've, I've never made it to an end I'm, i'll be honest okay um <laughs> my car ride's never that long yeah uh, i don't really listen to pod when i work i listen to music yeah a lot of people listen to podcasts when I drive, I'll listen to podcasts, but I, like, most of the time I listen to podcasts when I'm, like, doing something just as background noise. Yeah. So, like, I've listened to them, and I've not really paid attention near the end, because they've thing. just been yeah, going yeah. on. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I I will be listening to them. Okay. At least you're honest. Yeah. No, it's, it's so funny. I have friends that all the time will, if I haven't seen them for a while, and I, or they haven't seen me since I started the podcast, they'll come up to me like, Luke... 
I'm like like before they even say anything to me other than the hi. It's like I haven't listened to your uh, one of your podcasts yet. Like, yeah, I really want to, and I'm like, I'm like, listen, you don't need to explain to me that you haven't listened to my podcast. Like, I know I only have like 20, 30, 40, it, sometimes 50 listeners per episode. It took me, I'm like, it, it took me two days to listen to the one with Gautam. Yeah. And that was the first one. So that's yeah. been out for a long time. <laughs> it just took, cause, and that wasn't even that long. It was like 40, 50 minutes. I think it's one of the shorter ones, I think. 45? I don't know. But I, I remember. I think it's like still an hour. I guess close to it. Yeah. But I just like started off and I was listening to it and I was like, cool, like this is the first podcast. And I was just listening to it and then after like ten minutes, I think I just took a nap. Like I was out. <laughs> yeah, I just I was tired. It wasn't, yeah. I wasn't interested. And then I was like, I'll just listen to it tomorrow. And then I listened to like another ten minutes and then I kinda like the third day I was like kinda forgot it all. Yeah. Like, Do I restart? And I was like, nah, I'll just Yeah. <laughs> That's just okay. Try. I'm not offended at all. No, I, I always tell people I'm like, you don't have to tell me that you don't listen to it. Like I I sometimes I'm of everyone in my life, I just figure that they don't listen to it until they say something about it, to be honest. A lot of people, like, do listen to podcasts. A lot yeah. of people don't. I'm a person who doesn't really listen to podcasts. Like, I still have favorited on, like, the top of my list to watch is still, like, the Elon Musk on Joe Rogan. And then the Alex Jones That's like on a Joe year Rogan. ago, yeah. I haven't seen them. And yeah. everyone's like, you watched it? And I was like, nope. And they're like, you should. It's amazing. And I've never had the opportunity to listen to an hour. Like, I've just always been too busy to, yeah. like set aside an hour so that's why I, oh, I always go to music yeah okay so like, you don't have to keep defending yourself I don't care Renee no, yeah okay. I don't like you I know I figured your voice, you could just tell me your voice is too uh, is too soft too yeah I get that where's I'm told where's the enthusiasm huh where's the enthusiasm uh, sometimes I feel like I do need more enthusiasm I agree um, I, I've been told my, my voice is very much like Jonah Hill's before but I don't like. <laughs> does, does Jonah Hill have a podcast I can reference? Or? No, he has movies, dipshit. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't think of. Jonah you don't know who Jonah Hill is? I know who he is, but I can't think of him just talking no. and be like, "Wow, you kind of sit." I've had something. like five or no. I've had about. I've probably had double digits of people tell me that I sound like Jonah Hill, which I'm, I don't hear myself. But anyways, the last three questions. Um, so something that your father told you growing up. That you you know you really apply to your life, something that he wish you wish he told you, and then something that you want to tell your future kids. Um, if you want kids, <laughs> I, I don't want to be rude to my dad. Like my dad's said a lot of things, but none of them were really metaphors. Yeah. Or like, you know, like the the wisest thing he'd probably ever say was smarten up with a smack on the back of the head. Like that's <laughs> well, like I don't know. It's like the moment that like you take in like doing something stupid and you just get a quick shock of like okay that's stupid don't mm -hmm. do that like that kind of sticks with you a bit more. Um, I don't think my dad really has a saying, um, and I, his sayings I don't really agree with. Mm -hmm. Like he loves like Murphy's Law. Like if you say it's gonna happen, and like he says that all the time for anything that goes against his way. But it's like it's so easy for something to go against his way because we control it. Like yeah. So like you know, just oh we gotta we gotta go there quick and mm -hmm. then there'll be traffic. Murphy's law, and like that's annoying. I unfortunately like I don't have something that like my dad's told me that I've like held on to dearly. Like that's a that's something I should live my life by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I, I guess, like, I, I don't, like, I don't know. It's kind of, like, offensive to say I didn't have a very good relationship with my dad, but unfortunately I don't. Like, I try to make it work, mm-hmm. but it's just not the easiest. Um, like, a lot of this conversation was about, like, at my dad's side, I did spend more of my time at my dad's. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's also just, I had no problems with my mom's side, and I, like, there's things that... You know, she could have done better too, but like, in it's just like a shadow at this point, like yeah. compared to the other side of, like how I spent the other half of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, something I wish my dad told me. I guess I, I don't think it's a specific thing. Like you know, um, uh, don't invest your money in Bitcoin. Yeah. Like it's not like that. It's like um, or do invest your like. Yeah. I think it's just I kind of wish. I got a little bit more like compassion or you know and just encouragement for things that I was doing Mm -hmm. or like anything that I was good at just recognition Mm -hmm. like rarely I get recognition if I did get recognition it was like kind of forced from others to say like hey you know your son did this shouldn't you be proud he's like oh good job Mm -hmm. or like you know like it's never just been like hey you know that's really good that I saw your marks that's really good or like I'm always like asking the question or bringing it up and be like hey I got this it it was a good mark it was the third highest in the class oh okay now it's worth something mm-hmm. but before like it wasn't worth anything and then at the end it's like just me kind of talking to my parents about like what university was and how I got through it and like you know it wasn't easy it was a lot of work and then at that point they'll just be like right on good mm-hmm. job like I knew you could do it and it's like that just isn't really encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but part of who I am was always like, I always kind of want to prove people otherwise. So like I always held on to things that even though I knew were challenging for me and sometimes I wouldn't have motivation for it, like I would still in the back of my mind be like, you can't fail. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have a self goal that you have to prove them wrong. And like if the worst case, like you're proving them wrong, like best mm-hmm. case, you're bettering your life like just get through it yeah and like that's how I felt on a lot of things so that was always what was in the back of my head so it wasn't really what they were saying because that really didn't matter Mm -hmm. to me so yeah I guess what he could have said was just a lot more encouragement which would have probably helped me not be so indecisive in my life because now Mm -hmm. everything's like I don't know if I should because uh, it's probably a bad idea Mm -hmm. and I can't really go speak about it because I'm obviously going to get feedback that it is a bad idea so I'm very self-contained and quiet and I'll be a pushover a lot of times and I'll just do what, you know, please it so I don't have to go through such harassment or anything. That's built a, a big character in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, like, don't regret it, but there's a lot of times where I kind of wish I had more confidence in my ideas. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then and the, the last question, what yeah. I tell my kids... Um, I don't know. I like if I have kids, I just want to have like a very friendly relationship with them. Yeah. I probably won't say like anything wise. I'll probably just say stupid shit all the time. I'll just be like, "Good one, man." Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I think what I tell my kids is that um, whatever you're stressing about doesn't really matter that much. Like at this moment, it might mean a lot to you, but it doesn't. Like yeah. in a week, you know, it'll it'll be there. In a year, like. Who cares? Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't, I don't think you need to be stressed about that. Same way I think it affects a lot of kids with their marks in school and everything. 
obviously I'd want my kid to be doing well in school and I'll probably like get mad at them if they like spend their time vaping doing vape tricks like that's not a career. hopefully vaping's dead by the time that we have kids yeah if it reduces the population just a little bit for yeah. the like the people that are still falling for it yeah like people are people vape I, like it's fine to vape I don't know but like it's corny I, but like I don't say it's fine but I'm not I'm not judging you for doing it yeah. but like if you die from it like that's on you <laughs> that, that, that's, oh, that's, shocking that's, amount of sympathy from Renee here yeah I mean, I've done dumb things too, and if I died from it, I'd be like, "Fuck!" I guess I probably deserved it at that moment. Yeah. Like, why would you like when there was like the huge thing where people would plank in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. and like obviously you do it when there's no cars, but like, fuck, what if a car came and you died? Like, that's on you. You lied in the middle of the road. Like, yeah. So that's that's on that's on you, vapors. If you die, you die. And that is the lesson he wants to leave with his kids: is if you die, <laughs> if you die, if you die, die, die as a vapor, you die. Yeah. But uh, that that that's it. Yeah, I feel like um, we did ramble a lot about things, but I yeah. think we we kind of stayed a little bit on topic. I don't know what the topic was. I'm guessing parenthood. Yeah, mainly. What would like what would the title be of this podcast episode? I don't know. I normally don't. I don't know until I finished listening to it all and edit it. Okay. I'm thinking something along the lines of um, the importance of fatherhood. And the in, and the and the impressionable relationship on young men, something like that. Nice, yeah. a little lengthy, but nice. all my a lot of my a lot of yeah, my, they my uh, they're always lengthy. like they're always like uh, yo. I touch on a lot of things in some of these yeah, podcasts. I, okay, I, the, I just like the title is always like it's always the intro of the podcast, and then like the dot dot dot. <laughs> so like I never know the the purpose of it until like you post on Instagram, and then I'll I can read the, yeah. the caption. But then, like, when you post it, or it's, like, on Spotify, yeah. it's just, like, the dot, dot, dot. I'm, like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try, try to keep it shorter, short. okay? No, no, you don't have to keep it shorter. You're right. I'm, I'm gonna, just teasing I'm you. I want to do me. You do you. Yeah. Look, I, like I said, it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. Kid. That's what I'm telling my kid. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, all good.